The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Hello there, YouTube. Thanks for stopping by the Pick 6 Podcast YouTube channel. Of course, we have actually before this. Uh, hit the like button on the video. Tell us your top coach in the NFL as well. Not Belichick. Then hit the subscribe button and turn on alerts so you'll be notified when we go live. For instance, longtime aficionados at the Pick 6 Podcast may not be surprised that the 1 o'clock show is actually starting at 1.09 p.m. Such is life as I'm Anyway, turn on alerts. You'll be notified when we go live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, July 14th. If you're listening to the audio version, if you're watching us live on YouTube at youtube.com slash pick six, it is Wednesday, July 13th, and we are going to rank some coaches. And joining me to do so, longtime friend of the program, Cody Benjamin. What's up, buddy? How we doing? Last time I was on, John Breach was co or uh, guest hosting, and so I got a different flavor. Uh, he, I think he compared. I don't know if you listened to that one, nope. but he he thought you would listen <laughs> just until you. <laughs> he thought you would listen long enough to hear your own name and then exit. Um, I think he compared it to like, uh, what did he say? Oh, like your hosting is like going to the bar having some drinks, whereas hosting with John Breach is like going out to a nice restaurant having a glass of wine. I'd be interested to hear your. Uh, reaction to that uh i mean i would say it's more like like hopping down the street corner and like uh politely sipping on some mad dog that would be yours no no that's breaches i'm sitting at a bar constantly like going bang- in directions yeah like okay. banging your head into the wall i mean yesterday we were talking to so yeah banging yeah sometimes sure i mean like sometimes so drunk i just pass out face first <laughs> who's, who's to say um i mean yesterday we were talking to sully and we knew we had to do edge rushers and interior defensive linemen and like had to do all of that in like a show. And I still managed to get to like 14 minutes being in my listen to that. Yeah. I was like, I was mad about, I really felt, I mean, okay. I'm not felt pressured by radio hosts. I had to write this for the pick six newsletter. And so I thought about writing about, you know, you having a beef with radio hosts, putting you on the spot. And And, and like, I don't have beef with the Like they were just doing their job, but it's like, I sort of feel like if you're, yeah, if you're, if you're gonna, you know, if you've got, you know, if you got, if you got a guest on a Monday afternoon, and he's gonna come on in the summer, and yeah, you're gonna ask, him, and you're gonna ask him about um, uh, uh, preponderance of evidence. Thank you, preponderance of evidence. Then eh, throw him a bone. Heads up, hey, like we might ask some questions about preponderance of evidence. Like, there's not many. Like, Cody, there are not many things I need to be prepped for. To I'll tell you what, that just speaks to maybe how intellectual they viewed you coming onto the program thinking they could like, I mean, who expects to bring someone on the radio three o'clock on a July afternoon and answer those kind of questions. They obviously thought Will Brinson was that guy. They knew I was a former notary. They, I really they changed knew. my profile to just form. I have it in there, but I just wanted to say former notary. So could you still technically notarize documents? No, I, it is expired. So I'm a former notary. So it'd be yeah, illegal. I could, but I would get in trouble. I would right. my- Go to jail or something. I, I think it's probably just a light fine. 
the uh, okay, maybe it's jail. I don't. I don't. I, it was a long time ago. Um, and I was a. I actually don't. I say certified paralegal. I don't know that I was actually certified. I, I was a. I was a paralegal for like three years and like did some you know some hardcore paralegal paralegaling. Yeah, I, I feel uh, like Stu asked in the chat who we got Nada or Debo. We have Nada. I think it's actually is it it's uh, N A T A not N A D A. Yeah, D-E-B-O or D-E-E-B-O, whatever. And I don't know because this is my first time with Nada. I don't know if I'll have the Philadelphia support with me here because Debo's usually, like, if there's an Eagles-related thing, you know, mm-hmm. he's there. He's there for me. Is that a precursor for where um, Nick, gosh, Nick Sirianni is, like, almost black? It's like, I can't even, like, like, like there's not many things I can't handle, Cody. Like, I'm, we're the Eagles coach, but the preponderance of evidence is the Eagles coach. No, I don't. I don't think I went too crazy with him. So we'll get to that, though. All right. Well, um, everything good with you? I don't know. I don't know why I'm making small talk when we could just. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I. Uh, I'm actually. I'm in a new town now. Um, oh. closer to Minneapolis area. Um, I'm and I see. You're a big fan. Yeah, I like Minneapolis. Summertime, a lot of lakes out here. I mean, there's there's things to do. And and you for the YouTube viewers, I mean, everyone can see you're now set up in a nice little, I don't know if I'd say mansion, but you've got stone fireplace, you've got <laughs> I'm trying to see if you can the the um it's weird that the space between my hair and the uh the earphones doesn't fill in. Like it, it's like basically the white wall. I I, I keep forget I keep forgetting to Hey, he's in a virtual backdrop for the listeners. Yeah. Right. He's in a well, virtual backdrop. I'm in, a new room. I'm in a new room for podcasting purposes. I'm testing it out. Uh, I've got to figure out where the best lighting is. Um, got to put together a new chair. You know, just got to feel some stuff out. So, um, yeah, I didn't want to, I don't want to hang a bunch of like, because the problem is when you do a backdrop for like a podcast, so you got me launched off on a different tangent now altogether. Good job by you. Um, it, it, it happens. If you like, if you put together a backdrop for the podcast, like it doesn't look like an, if you're trying to do something specific for like video podcasting, yeah. like, it doesn't look like a normal decorative wall, which is fine. Like that doesn't matter per se. Like, I mean, obviously like when you've got these two lights, you know, I got two like freaking big light. Like I can't imagine what people who walk by like. So are you starting to sweat already because of the lights? No, no, do I look like I'm sweating? No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, are they that hot? Like, no, 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 they're just, they're, I, I'm saying, like, if somebody walked by, like, there's some people doing some work at the house next door. And, like, I think if they looked in here, they'd be like, what the hell is going on? Like, is this guy, like, I mean, like, I mean, think of this microphone, you're broadcasting to like some cult online or something. Yeah, and like the, it's even worse. Like if I'm not in the room, because it's like, uh, is this guy like a small porn studio out of business? Or what's going on here? Um, anyway, Let's see, that's why you can't get too far. Uh, like coaching rankings. <laughs> um, yeah. See, that's right. Dom gets it. Oh, by the way, uh, People's Choice Awards. Supposed to read this at the top of every show. And I, I say that because we do want y'all to vote. If you're listening or watching, it's very easy to do. And um, Ryan Wilson is going to get his tattoo now. I will also, if we win, best. I don't believe it. No, no. He, he apparently the only holdup was I wouldn't Venmo him $300. I thought the money was already delivered like three years ago. I, man, I, there, I don't believe, I cannot believe that that was, I thought, I thought it was waiting on breach. I would have Venmoed him like uh, yeah. months ago. I mean, if so, you know, anyway. Um, 
if oh yeah, if you want to Venmo Wilson, we're actually uh, still taking money. Uh, August sounds like August fifteenth, sixteenth or seventeenth is going to be the tattoo time. Um, if you want to Venmo Wilson, I'm trying to find him. Okay, let's see. <laughs> is this is it's I I, 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 might, I might read this for the re- like every podcast for the rest of the time because the Venmo ha- handle is so stupid. At Ryan dash Wilson dash three seven eight three one, and I see a lot of y'all have actually sent Wilson money. Um, if you want to send him five bucks, a dollar, uh, you know, a hundred dollars, I send whatever you want. You know, two, five, ten dollars, whatever it is. Um, it will go to increase the quality of the tattoo. Anything left over, we will donate to a charity of Wilson's choosing. And if we win the best sports podcast, number we have to win, not get to the finals. If we win. I will also get a tattoo of the listeners choosing. Like, I mean, I, like, I don't really care what it is. And I, I've never planned on getting a tattoo at all, but I will get one if we win best sports podcast to help me get a tattoo to help us win. Go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up. And then you scroll down to sports. You just go and pull down and hit pick six and you're done. You have to register sometimes if you haven't done it already. It takes like 60 seconds. Link is at the episode description. Help us out. You guys are always great. Um, when we do live shows everywhere, you guys always show up and usually have the highest rated shows on HQ. So let's get us through to the final round. And then um, who knows? Maybe I'll get all inked up or something like that. Any hit? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to ask. Well, I guess it'd be the listener's choice of a, of a tattoo for you. But does it matter on the location? Like, can we do a neck kind of a thing? Uh, no, probably like shoulder or butt cheek or something. Okay, so hidden. Yeah, I don't want like a. I mean, it also depends on the tattoo, I guess. Like, if it was like, also, I don't really want. I, like, I don't like needles. Uh, I'll just, yeah. No, no, no. I know. I mean, I, I hadn't really thought about it. I hadn't ever planned on. Like, I, I'm not. I mean, spoiler alert, Cody. I'm not planning on winning. I'm not planning on winning this. <laughs> like, I, that's why I went through the tattoo. Well, just don't don't count out. Don't count yourself out. If we win the best sports podcast of the year, like I feel like whatever I will get out of that will be worth the tattoo. So that's sort of where I'm at. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, I figured I'll get something out yeah, of you'll it. Yeah, you'll get a bonus. You might get a, I don't know, a I don't Christmas, think extra Christmas gift. or I, I feel like I'll just be able to like, hey, um, <clears throat> best sports podcast of the year. Give me some money. Um, and then I'll use that money to put the tattoo on my shoulder. Uh, and then we'll get, yeah, we'll get Breach a, uh, a, a nipple ring or something. Probably already has two of them to be out. Probably has three. Okay. Of them. Uh, Next time, ask him to start shirtless. I do like how like I can. There's certain things I can throw out there because he's like, all right, let's get to the rankings now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm more just looking at the clock. Like, you know, maybe the YouTube. I can't. I'm not looking at the comments right now. Like, do they? Would they prefer like you keep going like this for ten minutes? Uh, they don't um, care. I don't think they care that much. Yeah, then uh, then, then it doesn't matter. You stay on the the nipple rings. I don't. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Clip and we have to make that a drop for when he comes on. He nailed the nipple ring. Um, the uh, uh, so anyway, we're going to the coaches. I do like that you did a good job in terms of we're not just going to do your top ten coaches. We're going to do them. We are going to cover the top uh, well, top eleven technically, uh, but you did a good job of breaking them out into tiers, and that's what you need to do because like certain guys. Like you just can't put, like you just like you just can't always rank XXXX. It, it needs to be tiered. Like rankings now, granted. Um, see, there you go. Uh, it, it, it's asked about your question. Would people prefer 
We got uh, yes. more, more nipple talk off season. <laughs> All right. I'm a, for the, for the producer's sake, for the company's sake, we have to move forward. More nipple talk. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this is the episode I'm on. Yeah, I know. I would have guessed. Uh, Keep it mild, right? No, no. I would have guessed like if we were like, if we were engaging like if I was yelling more nipple talk, I would have guessed maybe like breach. You know, like sure, sure. <laughs> Um, I would not, yeah, you would not have been the odds on favorite anyway, um, to the, uh, okay. So you have a, the first tier is the bottom from 25 to 32 and it's stuck in the mud. These coaches aren't necessarily in ideal situations, but it's also hard to envision them elevating their squads. Um, Cody's gone. So I'll just filibuster for a while. He'll be back in a second. Uh, Lovey Smith checks in at 32. Uh, I'm fine with that. This is Lovey's, uh, third job. You know, he has been to a Super Bowl, never won one. Um, obviously, coached the Bears for a long time, then took over the Bucks, and now is taking over the Texans. Feels a lot like I could have gone on for hours on Lovey Smith, by the way. Uh, it feels a lot like John Fox in that sense. You know, got to the big and Fox went to two Super Bowls and lost both of them, obviously. But um, you know, it, it's like the, the the you know, the triple retread is pretty hard to pull off. And I mean, I would even add like like uh, Lovey as a black coach, that is really, really rare uh, in particular to see, which speaks to the kind of coach that he is and the kind of leader that he is. I just, and he also had the Illinois job too. I just have a man, like the quote that he gave from Illinois when he was coming out of Illinois, he was like, yeah, you know, the problem was we just couldn't get in our base defense because they just put too many receivers on the field. It's like, uh, that's not what you want to hear in 2022. And so, yeah, like I think Lovey is, I don't think ranking him is the last. Uh, uh, there's another name on here I would actually rank below him, but I, I don't have a problem with him here at 32. Um, I, I would just say like an overarching preface for these is it's very hard in any rankings, and you've probably gone over it with positions, but even more so for coaches. It's very hard to completely separate these guys from their situations because it's not just a head coach. It's a it's the staff you have around you. It's the talent you have. It's the front office leadership. It's the whole package. So we can only go off of so much when we're trying to rank the coaches. The the thing I try to boil it down to is like if you're drafting coaches this year, um, look, Lovey Smith, like you said, he's been to a Super Bowl. He's he's a respected man and leader. Um, but it feels like you could be describing. I know he has way more head coaching experience, but it feels like you could just be describing David Culley here, an older coach, respected in the locker room. But yet, like there's the the reputation, the setup around him is just not there. And so um, I think the last time Lovey Smith had a winning record as a head coach was 2012 when Jay Cutler was the Bears quarterback. And so um, like and that's, you know, including college, NFL. And so it's just it just feels like another stopgap for the Texans. And, you know, Lovey may be a good guy. Good for him getting the job. But it's just not a very inspiring hire. What it feels like is that they fired David Culley to go get. um Brian Flores or somebody. Yes. Or somebody. And then like Brian Flores was suing the NFL and everybody. And they're like, Oh, uh, maybe we won't do that. And so they were like, they panicked and were like, like, I think if they can go back in time, they just wouldn't fire David Culley. Um, but anyway, here now, I'm fine with Lovey at 32. Um, Matt Eberflus, so uh, you, you have him, Matt Eberflus of the bears, you have him at 31, but you also have a new kids on the block section. What did the old Eberfluss do to you? Yeah, he didn't. Or is this being with the Bears? Uh, it's part of that. So I think it's, you know, in close calls here, 
you're leaning philosophically, at least I am, towards the offensive mind. In today's NFL, can we build around the quarterback? Can we build a staff that's going to create an offense that can win? Because, like, uh, frankly, I mean, he, he, he may, he, like, it's very probable that he'll keep the Bears competitive, feisty on defense. I mean, that's his job. Um, they, they added some, some good pieces there, but, um, and I know this isn't all on him, the supporting cast that they put around Justin Fields, but um, I just don't think you see the pedigree or the setup. And that's, that's more on his surroundings, I think. But like, if you were asking which of those new head coaches would I rather have, I mean, I, I know you don't want to hold completely just his background against him being a defensive coach, but um, I'm just not as inspired. It's just a, it seems like a very dull and no offense to him, like good for him getting the job. If he proves me wrong, he's going to go up the rankings in 2023. Uh, but it's just like, if you're drafting coaches, he just doesn't feel like he'd be at the top of the list. I'm really curious to see where the bears and the Colts respectively end up in defensive rankings. The Colts were eighth at DVOA last year. The bears were uh, 13th. The Colts have been seventh year before the bears have been eighth. Uh, so the bears obviously, you know, drop back a bit and then hire Eberflus. And now the Colts have Gus Bradley. I harp on this a lot, but I, I really am curious to see how um, that pans out. I think it'll say a lot about Eberflus. I don't have any um, expectation that the bears will be any good. Um, but yeah, and that may not be like, that may not fall on Eberflus, but, yeah, I, I would have thrown him in the new faces. Anyway, uh, the, the other guys at the bottom, we got Dan Campbell, Arthur Smith, Matt Rule, Robert Sala, Dennis Allen, and Josh McDaniels. If you had to pick one of those guys, and it's not Matt Rule because he should really be last, um, but I, I, I digress. If you had to pick one of those guys who might make a uh, leap, so I can't do air quotes with this background, um, a leap, so to speak, um, up into like the top half of the rankings, who would be your choice? And, and it doesn't have to be like all of a sudden they did a magical job coaching. Um, it could even be, you know, the team just has a winning record and, and you know, like, you know, like, like you pointed out, it could be you know, the surroundings. I think the obvious choice is probably McDaniels. Yeah, I mean, that it's so tough because it, it, I feel like it would require multiple win improvement for some of these teams to be like, um, I mean, like like Robert Sala, like his the, the foundational pieces have improved. Um, it's just a matter of, like, is his defense going to improve in addition to Zach Wilson growing as a quarterback with all those pieces around him? Like, Josh McDaniels, it feels like the easier answer because this is his second go-around. Presumably, he's learned some things from the last time. Um, you know, he's got some some weapons there on offense. The problem is there, the division. I mean, I, I, I still think that, um, you know, if the offensive line doesn't hold up, you know, Derek Carr may not have the time to throw to Devontae Adams, you know, uh, 30 times in a game. And so, like, it, it's very possible that Josh McDaniels will be fine as a head coach, but the Raiders will finish last in that division. Um, and so that's... Yeah, the Raiders could take a step back and, like, McDaniels could have a great year. Yeah, you know? like, it's, it's very tough. And so that that's, again, why these guys are at the bottom. They're either total unknowns still, like Robert Sala, Arthur Smith, Dan Campbell... Um, or like McDaniels, they've been there, Dennis Allen, they've been there and they just, they flopped the first time. And so these are guys that we just need to see results. And Matt rule, like the Panthers really don't have, like, I think that their roster is actually underrated. Um, yeah, I, I actually think it's not like the more I look at it and maybe this is like a little bit of Stockholm syndrome, but the more I look at it, I'm like, oh, no, I, I think so. I mean, it's not uh fantastic, but like, I actually, genuinely like the moves they made on the offensive line this offseason, which they they botched that last year. I think it's a better offensive line. You've got DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, on defense, there's even more pieces. Um, 
I, you know, but but Matt Rule really needs. Rule's, Rule's got to be a better head coach. Right, he does. Like he, he he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't do a, a lot of stuff uh, very very well. If we're being perfectly honest, uh, Robert Sala is a guy I think that could like if you know. I mean, I know Zach Wilson's in the news for other reasons right now, um, but uh, you know maybe he'll mature a little bit. And uh, <laughs> I get it. See what you're, uh, <laughs> maybe he'll mature and um, and take a leap forward. And if he does, the Jets could. I think it's not that crazy. The Jets are second best team in that division. Um, new kids on the block. We mentioned Eberflus before. These are the four other new hires. And again, I do just hate Matt Eberflus and the Bears. And the Bears do have a bad roster. But uh, Kevin O'Connell. He lists them. So basically, it's like. Oh, also, Josh McDaniels is technically a, a new. New kid on the block. Not his, yeah, Second. not his first time. Yeah, he's an old. He's a old. He's not an NKO. He's not an actual NKOTB. Right. Do you you don't get that reference? Do you the the acronym? Like the band, new kids on the block. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, do they go? Okay. No, I no, I have, I have no idea. It's been a while since I listened. To it. I think they changed it to NKOTB at one point. Okay. Well. In anyway, at any rate. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, Nathaniel Hackett, Brian Dable, and Mike McDaniel. Um, you got to put your eggs in one basket. Who are you going with? Mike McDaniel, because he's first uh, on that. I, so I had him. Uh, right. yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, – <laughs> so there's there's four of them there, and Mike McDaniel was ranked uh, first. And so he's at 21 there. In that. And, again, all these guys are like, you know, they're – you know, Nathaniel Hackett, in his case, he's getting the quarterback right away. Um, you know, Mike McDaniel. Kevin McDaniel. Too, I think you can sure. make the case like at least like even if you don't like Kirk Cousins, I mean, obviously no one's taking Kirk Cousins over Russell Wilson unless Russ just is like suddenly bad and, and last year's you know the the norm. Um, but like you know, Brian Dable and, and Mike McDaniel are both gonna have to figure out if they've got the guy, and it's their job to sort of make that drafted guy potentially the guy. Yeah. Whereas Kevin O'Connell and Nathaniel Hackett are like, look, like yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to screw this yeah, up. Mike McDaniel may or may not have his quarterback, but um, and and he has only one year of coordinator experience. But he was kind of the right hand man for Kyle Shanahan for a few years. Really spoke into like that run first system that they ran. He and he just like he speaks the language. Like this guy has personality, but he also has just a really he's just very smart. I actually had a so a very random story I worked on one time for CBS. I was writing about uh. John David Washington, so Denzel's son, used to play running back in the NFL very briefly, went to Hollywood, and I talked to Mike McDaniel for the story because he coached John David back in the UFL, yeah. if you remember the UFL. Yeah, and he was like, he was uh, just super sharp, super funny, super nice guy, and so maybe there's a little bias seeping in from that interaction with him, but he just seemed way ahead of his, like he was at the time just a run game coordinator for Shanahan, sounded way ahead, like he knew uh, he had a plan. He had a plan, and uh, yeah, I think you could tell in that you know how eager he was to talk about this forgotten NFL player. You could tell how much like people's and players' personalities like he gelled with them. And so, yeah, I think he's he's going to be a really good fit, in Miami. It's just a matter of can that offense with those weapons and with the quarterback can they work in the long term? Yeah, I, I'm sort of. I mean. I, I I don't I think I'm a pretty bullish on all four of these guys and and look they they're all you know all the new hires won't pan out that's just sort of the reality of it and for various reasons but like Kevin O'Connell you know coming from the McVay system you know, has had 
He worked with Cousins in Washington, so you have to, you know, some familiarity there. You would think that that offense is going to be improved, even if the defense takes a step back, although the personnel should be a little better. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm kind of high on the Vikings this year. Like, I think they're, uh, play, uh, they're a playoff caliber team. They are perpetually, we'll like, in the wild card space, just perpetually. Right. Yeah. Like, they are, they are a wild card yep. team. And if they, if the breaks go their way, the offense is a little better, they're probably getting in. Um, Hackett, you know, I, I think, like got too closely tied to Aaron Rodgers, maybe where it's like, oh, they didn't get Rodgers, but they hired the Green Bay guy. Also Oops. took Blake Bortles to the AFC Championship. That's exactly right. You had that 2017 uh, Jaguars offense, so he's got um, success there. And then Dable, you know, like the Bills' offense was freaking awesome under Dable. And I think the one hang up with with the Giants is, you know, are they really interested in Daniel Jones being good? I don't think we know for sure. They may be fine if they stink this year. They get a high draft pick and, and McDaniel. Like I'm, I'm really high on him. You know, he's bringing Shanahan schemes. Um, you know, you look at the running backs. They got like Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds. Half the league you know, they, plays running back for the Dolphins. <laughs> that's right. That's but, right exactly. but yeah, with Dable, he feels. Like you got Waddle. Like you think about Waddle and like Tyreek. Like you know, coming across yeah. in these. Like if they're open, like Debo's open. Like that's gonna be a problem for defenses. So if two is good, you know, McDaniel has a real chance. Um, all right, let's take a break and we'll dive into the top half of the coaching list coming up next. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like feels like or looks like the set of wheels in your garage with over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, so the top half of Cody Benjamin's list, we start with the guys. Now, I don't get the sense that this is like the guys. This is like Jags, right? Just another guy? Maybe. So this is like the majority of head coaches. This is like that class of quarterbacks that's like you're – you're pretty happy with them. You might be looking for an upgrade, but you also think you could win with them. Like this is 
these the Kirk Cousins of quarterbacks. It's, it's the Kirk middle Kirk. tier. It's it's the guys who are maybe proven, maybe respected, but they have yet to either win a title or prove that they can do that yet. So it's a very these were probably the toughest to rank because you've got like that elite crop. You've got the guys who are total unknowns, and then these are the guys where you're just not totally sure in some areas. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you that Cliff Kingsbury at 14 is kind of crazy. Too high? Um, although although that I'm not looking at the guys below. I'm like, That's I'm what I mean. This crazy. is a tough, like, these guys are all, like, if you put them on each other's teams, are the results drastically different? And But Cliff Kingsbury, I was going to, you know, coming into this, say I have no idea what to do with Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Kev, so fun in the chat is saying Mike Tomlin should be on here. Uh, good news. It's actually a list of every head coach and my, we haven't mentioned Mike Tomlin yet, which means that he is, uh, definitely in the top, I believe 11. So this is 20 through 12. There's no chance in Hades, warm Hades that Cody was going to put Mike Tomlin outside of the top 11. The uh, vitriol and the blowback from Steelers fans would be robust. <laughs> I've gotten some. We we were doing uh, ranking rosters ahead of training camp. That'll get you some feedback. Oh yeah, uh, people are. I don't know. I, I think it's like I, I forgot. Um, I don't know. Like, what did I tweet? Uh, oh no, yeah, the the Browns thing. Browns fans yelling at me, and then I tweeted like, Bears. The bear. Everyone complained the Bears didn't upgrade enough for Justin Fields, so they got in to kill Harry. Exclamation point! Over saying, I think the lesson is like just stay off Don't social media, yeah, just stay away. Yeah, I'm like I'm not even like saying just anything go, bad about the go bear. Have lunch just with like, somebody or something. Oh, and I just go, yeah, right? Like go, uh, go, right? Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it's like God, it wasn't even a good tweet. Like, don't yell at me about you kill Harry. Cape enough for him to kill Harry, man. Come on. Um, so, uh, Todd Balls at 20, Ron Rivera at 19, Mike McCarthy at 18, and Mike McCarthy and Ron Rivera should be right there with each other. Although Mike McCarthy's won a Super Bowl, I suppose. Um, Brandon Staley, 17, Nick Sirianni, 16. I think those two are interesting because, um, I think there's a really good chance that those guys could, and, and again, like somebody has to replace them. But they have to replace somebody. I feel like those guys could take a step forward and at least be, if not top 10, you know, top 12 after this year. Sirianni, I thought, like, did a really good job adjusting. You know, RJ White's pointed this out. It's like, you know, if you're an Eagles fan, you should be happy that he figured out to, like, all right, you know, this pass happy stuff we're trying to run with Hurts didn't work. And like, let's pound the football. That's how they got to the playoffs. And, um, you know, they added A.J. Brown and now Devontae Smith in year two, and then Dallas Goddard had great prorated stats. So maybe that's a little tricky in the sense that, you know, will they be able to, you know, will they be able to control themselves and actually run the ball? But I, I liked what I saw to Sirianni in year one for sure. And then Staley as well. I mean, you know, yeah, he's hyper aggressive and all that, but um, yeah, to, it, it seems like he connects with his players. And, and I like, I like the aggressive. To me, the middle of the pack is, is an appropriate spot for them because, like they showed enough in year one that they don't belong in the like Robert Sala category. And part of that, I mean, like Nick Sirianni didn't, it depends on, I guess, who you ask, but I don't know that the Eagles last year had a tremendous roster. Uh, the Jets obviously had a worse roster, but still um, with the talent they had, they both, you know, they both went nine and eight. The Eagles made the playoffs. The Chargers didn't. Um, but yeah, they are certainly candidates, I think, to to move up. They feel to me like candidates to be in like the Kevin Stefanski range of, 
in those first couple of years establishing yourself as a playoff caliber head coach. And yeah, with, with Sirianni, I think just showing the humility to, to, you know, when you come in as an offensive guy, you take pride in being able to call plays to run your offense and to be able to halfway through your first year, turn the keys over a little bit and say, actually with Jalen hurts, with this setup, we're not going to pass the ball a ton just to have the humility to do that. I think is, is important in a leader. Yeah. I like, I like, I like where you got to that 15, 16. Um, I think I, I mean, I, I just, I would have Kingsbury below those guys. I think I'd have Kingsbury at 17 and bump. All, and that's actually, you know what? I would have Kingsbury at um, 19. I, I think, think last year he was in the twenties, I want to say. And I, I, my opinion hasn't wavered that like changed that much on him. It's just so hard. To, so like, if you said Cliff Kingsbury is the coach of the Eagles or the chargers, like, or how about the Washington football team? Who wins more games, Kingsbury or, or Ron Rivera? I'll take Rivera. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like Cowboys, the, Cowboys is an interesting one. Like Kingsbury could win some that's games. What I mean, it sounds kind of like intriguing, like Cliff Kingsbury in Dallas. Oh my god, Cliff Kingsbury with a oh my Jerry Jones would be like just fanning himself constantly. <laughs> like oh Cliff, I'm a Cliff just might not. I mean, I will tell you what, like Cliff is so handsome, like he got a little dimple on his chin. But yeah, I think that it, uh, there's you, that kind of hits on something though. Just like this, kind of like with Kyle Shanahan, but there's like this still this idea hanging around, like the idea of Cliff Kingsbury becoming this like hot. To, not like hot physically, but no, uh, we're not going off on the hot. <laughs> rota- no, like that. I just I, mean a hot offensive coach. And a half yeah. If you could be started on who's the hottest coaches in football, honestly, it, I mean, people would read. I mean, I don't want to be doing that, but people would read that. I, I, I launched like Costas and I did a, I guest hosted his shows, the You Better You Bet show, like at one point this summer. And I was like, you know, I mean, like, Obviously, the NFC West is the hottest coaching division in football. He's like, what? What did you just say? I was like, well, I mean, it's just a no-brainer. Everybody knows that it's McVay, Shanahan, Kingsbury, and, and the Silver Fox, Pete Carroll. And he's like, oh, he's like, and I was like, now if you really want to talk about like uniquely attractive, and then like all of a sudden okay. there's like 45 minutes later, and we'd ranked like one through 32, like the hottest coaches, which again we are not going to do. Nope, we already spent enough time on other topics. Yeah, um, but yeah, like uh, I, I would just I would move Clifton Cliff down. Like I just don't. You know, they, they came out hot and started with the last undefeated team. The, the second half swoons, and it yep. dates back to Texas Tech. Just big-time red flags for me. Um, but, look, I mean, you know, they were a playoff team last year, and then they got their doors blown off by the Rams. I don't um, think they're going to be – and they have a tough schedule this year, too. I it's, it, it's, if, if Trey Lance is legit, then the Cardinals are in a doggy for a playoff spot, probably. Um, I would also, like, I think – I don't think that Zach Taylor is a great – coach but i'm not really sure he was also very like extremely hard like because coming off you lead this team to the super bowl everyone in cincinnati happily will you know keep buying him beers and and all that so it feels like you can't put him too far down but yet i mean you just look at the record he had before joe burrow jamar chase and it's not his fault that he inherited them and then won with them but um i think the best thing zach taylor has going for him in these rankings and moving forward is just that like as long as Joe Burrow stays healthy, as long as Joe Burrow stays on schedule, he's going to rise up. Um, unless he his play calling, like Mike McCarthy, or in game decisions are so glaringly obvious that the talent around him doesn't mask his own, you know, flaws. Yeah, it's hard to imagine like the Bengals' offense not being great, and like Zach Taylor's going to get credit for that as a result. I, I do like the fact that Stefanski and Frank Reich are ahead of those guys though, because you know people get miffed at Frank Reich for like. I guess the Carson Wentz. So he missed the playoffs. Like his, his job was definitely, you know, if they kept Carson Wentz around and they missed the playoffs again, he's probably getting fired because Jim Irsay really doesn't like Carson Wentz. Um, 
but I, I think Reich is just so solid as a uh, as a coach. And actually, who was I talking to? Oh yeah, this was. So this is um, super super random. I think this was after the Pauly Shore. Uh, stand-up comedy show um, last <laughs> your brain's like shorting out or I something. <laughs> it is shorting out i'm trying to remember exactly the person i was talking to was like yeah it was definitely um it was a girl at the bar after the poly shore like there's a downstairs bar at the concert she was with the, they were going to the show, we were the show. okay <laughs> and, no, no, hey, hey, hey 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 no no no. we were um we came out of the show and went downstairs to get a post show drink at the bar and then the, the people who you could also have a you know drink at the bar and go up to the show because he was doing two shows. Anyway, I crossed paths with a girl who was sitting there and somehow, I don't know how the hell this happened, but she basically knew like, she's like was good friends with Frank Reich's daughter or something like that. And was just, and like, like uh, just the way that she described him. Like, I think he's like a, the, the, the short version of this character. <laughs> is this, is that, are you trying to like flaunt your popularity? Like just waltzing into bars and. No, 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 I would do like, oh, hey, Will Brinson. No, no, no. It's just like a, yeah, it does happen sometimes. But, um, <laughs> okay. uh, the, um, the point being is that, like, and and I, I relayed the, the fact that, you know, immediately following the Eagles' Super Bowl victory over the Patriots, I went down the locker room, and you know, everybody's talking to Foles, and everybody's talking to Doug. Um, and I, I was able to, like, sort of sidle up by uh, – Frank Reich and just listen to him talk. And I just remember being like, like, I, like I didn't, you know, I mean, I watched this guy play a bunch and, um, you know, I, I, you know, obviously, you know, been impressed with his play call, you know, his, his work as a coach, but I know like when you listen to him talk, it's like, he just really commands the commands, the room and has this like, and, and the point of the story about the bar is that I think he is like a, just a really genuine person. Yeah. And I think that comes across to his players and like, they buy into it because he is genuine. There is no like, you know, there's no like false bravado about Frank Reich. You mentioned Nick Foles, and I honestly feel like they are similar characters in terms of like they are just very even keeled, like smooth in the way that they connect with people. Like it's not forced, like you said, it's not. So he, in, in a sense, he's almost been the perfect coach for the Colts of the last few years, who have done this quarterback dance that few coaches would be able to manage so well, and. Great. And obviously like there's still things he has to get better at. Like there's some conservative tendencies. They have to get over the hump, but like they have almost done stuff in each of his seasons. Like Andrew Luck almost stuck around as his quarterback. Phillip rivers almost led a playoff run. Carson Wentz almost got to the playoffs. Like, and it's, it's been a constant revolving door there. And yet his, his steadiness there has been. Yeah. It's a great point though. Like he is able to, and he obviously worked with Carson Wentz before, and he'd worked with Philip Rivers too in, in San Diego as his quarterbacks coach back in the day. Uh, maybe a little, maybe OC as well. I can't remember. But um, point being is like he has been able to work with multiple quarterbacks of various ages and various skill sets, and it has been successful like to to a large enough degree that it, like I think he deserves where he is. And then Kevin Stefanski, um, you know, look, big challenge coming this year. Certainly a down, you know, a, a disappointing season last year, but. Um, yeah, I, I think that he has shown that he is analytically sound and uh, a smart decision maker and and very calm in the moment and, and just seems like he sort of gets it. And, and you know, he's t- sort of timed his, his departure. Like he was, he's very sort of, you know, I think he was, it felt like he, oh, sorry. Um, I'm in a desk. Uh, I felt like he was very careful about his selection of the job. And even though he picked Cleveland for, for some freaking reason, I, I'm, I'm fine with Stefanski there. Um, 
All right. So to the top 11, are you a Spinal Tap fan? You're a big movie guy. You like Spinal Tap? Uh, I, what's that? Do you know this is Spinal Tap? Yes, but I, wait, this is Spinal Tap? That's technically the name of it, I think. I honestly haven't seen that, but I am a, I am a, yeah. Oh. Well, you know they're coming out. Oh, you haven't seen the first one. I, you don't I know haven't, yeah. Out. It's a, it's a, it's a big it's like a big it's a mockumentary. It's like Rob put Rob Ryder on the map. Um, but uh, it's a, it's about a band, and the the joke is like they're like they're like looking. They're like, wait, why do your amplifiers like go from one to eleven? They're like these go to eleven, and they're like, why eleven? It's like because eleven is louder than ten. It's like, but it's still <laughs> like yeah. So these go to eleven. They do? I, I thought you were, being, yeah. Now, having knowing now that you haven't seen Spinal Tap, it's a good reference though. It fits extremely well. Uh, my guess is that you chose instead to finagle a certain. Coach <laughs> it from honestly Jackson. was not intentional. And dug into the top eleven. It's my guess. So when I'm doing the tiers, I had to kind of break them off in, in a certain way, and I think Doug Peterson could very easily be thrust back into the guys category because to me he was much more of a guy in his last few seasons with the Eagles. But in this category, I tried to put it as more proven commodities. And so if they haven't won a title, they seem like it's only a matter of time until they do. And Doug is one of those who he obviously has won the title. And so his Mike McCarthy being the exception and like, yes. no one's going to argue. Yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, you could, I guess, argue, but I, I still think you've probably seen a little more from Doug during his time as you know, his last five years as a head coach than you have with Mike McCarthy. If you put Mike McCarthy in the top 11, people would riot. I mean, Doug, Doug, Doug I can't keep I'm calling him Doug now. Damn it. Um, outside of the four and 11 in one year, you know, he hadn't, I mean, you know, he went seven and nine his first season, 13 to three, they win the title nine and seven, nine and seven. And like, they dealt with a bunch of injuries and, and Carson had the, you know, the, the head thing where he couldn't play football anymore. Cause yeah. he broke his brain because of Nick Foles. Um, but yeah, like I don't have a problem with Doug Peterson eleven. I, I really think that Doug, because who doesn't like calling him Doug? Uh, it's a shame. It's a shame that Debo's not here for this. Uh, not that you have to hear me say Doug over and over again. Uh, but it is. It is. I think there's a chance that Doug Peterson ends up. Uh, I just said Doug like twelve times. Where you're going? Um, I, I think there's a chance that Doug Peterson ends up justifying this position, not necessarily because the Jaguars are going to win like ten games or anything, or even seven games. But because Trevor Lawrence is going to play football at a level commiserate with his talent, as opposed to last year when he had the worst coach in the history of professional football, Urban Meyer, running things into the ground in Jacksonville. And like just being not Urban Meyer is going to justify Doug Peterson's position. Yeah, I don't like I still don't love the um, the way they allocated their resources this offseason. That's maybe not all on Doug, um, but they are better. And yeah, that's what you're like. If there's just competence from from leadership there. And it's all the indications from Trevor Lawrence are that's the case. And I think it's, it's crazy to remember Like it was only a year ago that Trevor Lawrence went number one overall as one of the safest, like highly touted quarterback prospects since what? Yeah. Since Andrew Luck. And it's Elway, Peyton, Luck, and Trevor Lawrence are the four guys, like the four yeah. campus prospects. So and, forgettable rookie yeah. season, but all the tools are there. And I think that on and off the field, Trevor Lawrence is much more comfortable right now with Doug Peterson. And yeah, I don't know how many wins that's going to translate to. But like you said, I mean, if you can just like keep the ship floating in Jacksonville, that's, that was, that's what he was brought there to do, bring stability to the entire organization. 
So, um, no, I'm an idiot. That's not true. Uh, Mike Frabel at 10, Kyle Shanahan at nine, Pete Carroll at eight. Pete Carroll obviously has the, so like, I think this is a good example of if you took, uh, like, uh, some of these are tough here. Molly. Well, like, 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 I think the Pete, I think Pete, putting Pete Carroll at eight over those two guys, like, I'm taking Kyle Shanahan over Pete Carroll a hundred times out of a hundred. However, Pete Carroll does have a Super Bowl. He doesn't have many losing seasons. Kyle Shanahan has been to one Super Bowl and has been close to a second one. Um, but, you know, I think that the Super Bowl, you know, is a trump card. And then Vrabel has just been so steady. I like him at 10. You know, he, I mean, I think he's a much better in game coach than people give him credit for. Like, pe- people are like, oh, he's just a meathead who doesn't know. He's like, dude, like, he like he outfoxed Belichick with Belichick's own trick, like you know, a few, like, few years back. And the Titans are just always right there. His players love him. Um, and you know, like it, he was, he'd definitely be, I think, Vrabel is easily number one if we did a um, steel cage death match. Coach, um, I'm trying to think, so yeah, there's not many others that are like because, like, I mean, Vrabel is Vrabel is massive, right? Dude. I mean, the guy played, yeah, he was uh, a physical player, so, yeah, um, I mean. Maybe Robert Sala. Yeah. Or Dan Ooh. Campbell. Now that would be good. Dan Campbell and Mike Brabel. Yeah. I'm trying to think who the other number one uh number one seed would be along with. Well, what about like um, what about like a race? Like a sprint. Like um, is Cliff is Cliff just he just looks athletic or is he like so. Cliff ain't running anywhere. Cliff's jogging. Um, all right. Anyway, I, I would say though uh, that this, so this top, uh, the top 10. Tomlin's probably, Tomlin's probably Stu, Stu in the chat. Tomlin's probably our fourth number one seed there. So Tomlin, Vrabel. Possibly. I yeah. So. Tomlin, Vrabel, uh, Dan Campbell and Robert Sala, I think are our four number one seeds for the cage match. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining like Bill Belichick, like being one of the, I wouldn't want to, yeah, Belichick's like a, a high. Well, I feel seat. like he'd he'd come in and he'd have already like rigged the cage with like like he he's just standing knife, he's, right like he's just standing there in the yeah, corner yeah. with his ah! like, <laughs> just walks off like just dead <laughs> just emotionless exit. Like, um, no, with, with these guys, I mean, with the exception of like, so we'll get to the very top, but like most of these, yeah, I think it's like pick your preference here as far as like I I'm not like. The idea of Pete Carroll being my head coach in 2022 isn't all that exciting, but it's like you can't. Um, like last season was his, yeah. yeah like his, last season was his first losing season in, in ten years. Obviously, he's dealing with the post Russell Wilson quarterback situation now, so might not get better. But you you can't. I mean, it's such an established resume that is just starting to go down that you can't. Like he he still connects with the locker room and all that, so. If they win five games or something like that, you're probably he's drifting towards. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, he the, has to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Shanahan, obviously, you know, like I think people, some people like some people love him. Some people, well, I, I love him. Some, you know, a lot of people. Like, I mean, it's either you're in the NFC Championship or you're out of the playoffs. Uh, Matt Lafleur has not been up and down. Wins 13 games every friggin' year. Um, I mean, I, I like I. You know, I think when he got hired, I definitely. Attributed a lot of it to Aaron Rodgers, and that is true. But like, he's navigated a lot of drama and done a really good job. Like, Rodgers said to retire, maybe wanted to trade. Now the Devontae Adams trade, like, he has done a good job making sure that he stays on his quarterback's good side, like siding with the QB, 
continuing to win games, continuing to run a great offense. And yeah, they've, they've fallen short in the playoffs, but like, I don't put a ton of that on uh, LaFleur, you know, obviously the, the fourth down attempt in the, in the, you know, the championship game, or the game against Tampa two years ago, whatever it was, uh, you can put that on. But for the most part, like, I feel like he is a, very, yeah, very and you good can't coach. dismiss like even if it's just like personality management with your quarterback like that's part of being a head coach you are there to be the ceo sure. and so like yes he has aaron Rodgers. so did mike mccarthy who went 11 and 16 and one in his final two seasons with the packers and i think this year will be a very good like barometer where they might lean more on his you know the run game that he he kind of helped build in you know coming out of tennessee with uh, aaron jones aj Dillon. now that Devonte adams is gone so it'll be a good test i think this year I would say I really want them to use Aaron Jones like lined up outside, and if they don't, like my fantasy like a little slot receiver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Line them up, like move them all around. Yeah. Um, top six guy, actually, you know, Sean McDermott is uh, is the only guy in le- remaining without a Super Bowl ring, which checks out. Like he's a very good coach. I, I think I think one of the best coaches, maybe one of the most underrated coaches in football, and like he and Brandon Bean. That's another factor too. Like. Do you work well with your GM? Do you have the same vision in place? And they do. They, they came from Carolina. They knew they wanted to work with each other. They've developed a roster that's one of the best in football. They, you know, I think like kind of underrated. The Bills, we talked about this like maybe two weeks ago, but like the Bills traded out of the slot with the Chiefs where Patrick Mahomes t- was taken. Yeah. And like no one gives them crap for like giving up the pick where Mahomes went because the very next year they went and got Josh Allen and they came away with, you know, uh, Tredavious White as well. So like, I mean, you know, that could, like, in theory, that could, that could have really backfired on him. I think McDermott, aside from the sort of meltdown he had last year with, when Belichick went Navy on him, um, and sort of lasted for, you know, they, the, the Patriots are in his head a little bit, but I, I think by and large, like, this guy is a, uh, and the 13-second thing is obviously a problem, too, but, like, this guy is by and large, like, a really, really good head coach and, and manages games well and uh, coaches defense yeah. really well and, um you know, I'll be interested to see how they do with Brian Dable leaving, but I, I think I have a I have an inclination that he seems just like he does everything well, very steady handed. He he feels like he has the makings of like the next maybe this is going too far, but like Andy Reid. I mean, he came from the Andy Reid tree. All right, I forgot, I forgot you, you like I, I feel like people forget this. Like he replaced yeah. Jim Johnson, like the legendary Jim Johnson, a super long leash as the defensive coordinator there. Yeah. They fired him, and then Juan Castillo took over. Yes, for the dream team, and things yeah. went south. And then Andy Reid got fired. But yeah. he just I mean, like, so like, no, you're right. so like the he, way he, he's built his staff. Yeah. I mean, like, there's there's just good like good staffers. I mean, with Brian Dable leaving, that will be you know that needs to be, I guess, proven yet. But like Leslie Frazier, just the way he he seems to just do everything very even keeled. He's he's he helped develop the quarterback even from the other side of the ball. So, yeah, I think he's he's done a good d- job, like, shepherding the roster that they've had. They run a very, like, Ron Rivera, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick-style program where it's like they don't – they you, know, you don't have a bunch of people yapping right. and, like, you know, like – But very, not in a – yeah, not in a, like uh, – right. boring way. It's just they, they're professional about it. He's yeah. very professional. Even Ryan Wilson, who went to William & Mary with him, is like, hey, Sean, you know, William & Mary. He's like, it's good to see you. <laughs> It's like, it's like, oh, good. Um, all right, our top five all Super Bowl winners. Um, I, let's just because we're running long, I don't want to, and like, I don't want, I'm not saying we're not talking about Mike Tomlin or John Hartball at all, but like, they are like so perfectly yin and yang where, you know, occasionally they're 
fan bases yeah. get mad at him. And Harbaugh in that second where he was in the hot seat, and then Lamar came in, and they've won since then. Um, Tomlin obviously never had a losing season. They battle each other all the time. Very well-respected guys. Each guy has uh, – Tomlin, Tomlin has won Super Bowl. Yeah, right? he's one and yeah. one. Because Ben had two you – know, Cowher and one with, yeah, one with Tomlin. Uh, been to two Super Bowls. Hasn't been – Deep in the playoffs in quite some Steelers are three time. and seven in the playoffs since losing the Super Bowl in 2010. It's not but, great, but when you're always uh, there, when the floor is so high for that long, yeah, that's why you're giving him credit there. Yeah, this is a really interesting year for Tomlin, I think, in particular, just because of the quarterback situation and the transition with the GM. Although Omar Khan, you know, been there forever, but like the transition with like the quarterback and Lee, Big Ben's gone, and like, how what does this look like moving forward? Uh, and then you know, Harbaugh, I think, is just. Yeah, maybe it's a big year for Harbaugh too with Lamar's contract being up, but I anticipate he'll be around for a while. The top three is more interesting to me because you have done, I don't want to say it's the unthinkable because I think it's a lot more thinkable now than it would have been two years ago, certainly. Bill Belichick, the third overall ranked coach. Are you worried that he's going to shiv you in the steel cage at some point because you ranked him third? Um, if I were in the steel cage with him, maybe, but... I'm not. I thought you were going to say, "Am I worried he's going to prove me wrong this year?" Which I'm not. What if Belichick like creeped into your picture? <laughs> I mean, I think this podcast would win the award that you're looking for. Yes, we would. We would definitely go viral if that if that happened. I'd, I mean, you would get shipped, right, obviously. I'd, I'd would have sacrifice to, at the altar. We'd have to wonder why Belichick's spending his off season like vacation in you know, a suburb of Minneapolis, shiving. Uh, NFL writers who ranked third yeah, overall. the talk of the town. Um, I would say, I would, I would, you'd be, I'd be dead. Yeah, I'd be gone. <laughs> um, we we did call nine one one after we uploaded it. Um. <laughs> Look, I think I'm not. Here's the thing: I'm not extremely worried about Bill Belichick proving me wrong this year on this list. I I I acknowledged in the story that like. I mean, we're not debating if he's ranked at the top based on all-time achievements. I mean, when you every time you reread him, it's crazy. Like the fact that you actually have to write he's six and three in Super Bowls when some of these guys have been to none um, or thirty-one and thirteen in the playoffs. Like it's it's absurd. We acknowledge all that. I just think that like as much as you, I mean, who's more likely to win twelve games? The Rams. Like who's who's the least likely team to win twelve games? The Patriots, Rams, yeah, and obviously yes, and and part of that, yeah. and but you can't just uh, dismiss his setup because he is also the general manager there. He is in charge of all of that, sure. and so I think it's still true that you can't replicate the Bill Belichick like preparation, the resume, all of that. Um, but to suggest, I, I think what I'm suggesting is that his formula for winning or, or whatever isn't ideal for this moment in the NFL. Which you know, it's star quarterbacks, it's speed, it's big plays, it's, and again, they can, they're gonna be competitive, they're gonna play spoiler in some games, they might beat the Bills again, like, but I'm just, uh, as much as I respect Bill Belichick all time, I don't think he's the best guy to draft as your coach in 2022. I I think that's I think it's look I don't I don't know I don't I don't I just did a lot of stammering. Um, I don't think it's like. I don't want to say it's not a bold take because it is a bold take. Like it is bold as hell to be like, I'm not ranking Belichick first. I mean, that's like, I think nine, I think 90%, maybe 80% at this point of people would, who did this list would rank Belichick first out of, you know, respect out of the, you know, sure. out of the fact that Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. And like, that's I, yeah, obviously true, but 
I do think you did the right thing here. You bump him down a little bit. Like they haven't been as good since Tom Brady yeah, left. And they and granted he got Mac Jones, the rookie quarterback, to the playoffs, but similar to like in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts, like it, you're still wondering, like, okay, but what is the ceiling here? Are we just kind of dancing with even if it's a young quarterback? Like, are we just going to run the ball and play and rely on defense, these old school kind of, uh, you know, approaches? So, yeah, I still think I, I don't know where the Patriots ceiling is when it used to be with Tom Brady. Like that, that floor was, I don't know. Yeah, the floor and ceiling was, yeah, was so close with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick together. Right. The ceiling's the Super Bowl and the floor is like yep. 12 wins yeah. and the division title. And now it's like, yeah. I mean, I'm not I mean, like, you know, Devontae Parker, like I'm not overly like if one of those guys goes down or the, the running game doesn't work. Hey, how, about the, how about the fact that he just traded Inkeel Harry to the to the Bears? Like he drafted Inkeel Harry over Debo Samuel, um, uh, this guy named J.J. Ortega Whiteside. Not sure if you've heard of him. Uh, unnecessary. I'm sorry. Uh, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf. Like, you know, that was Belichick. I mean, you know, and that's part of Part of the reason they don't have a great wide receiver core is because he made that decision himself. And he, you know, it's it's yeah. it's just in the moment. I think you know he can't trade to the Bears, obviously. Um, all right, last two guys. Sean McVay two, Andy Reid one. Um, I think Andy Reid is I, I think that's a fair ranking. Was there any consideration to making McVay uh, coming off the Super Bowl the number one overall head coach? Not too much, honestly. I think it's more just the longevity of Andy Reid. Like and again. You know, with with Belichick, we're we're giving him credit for the resume, but kind of bumping him down for recent results. Um, I mean, with Andy Reid, it's just again he's not immune to those in-game mistakes. Still, this far into his career, like he's 25 years into the job, you're still having people point out the clock miscues or whatever. But you know, as long as it, it's it's kind of the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick effect here. As long as he and Patrick Mahomes are there, it just feels foolish to. Uh, count them out of a 12, 13 win season, a home playoff game. And that's like, if, if you're getting that every year, um, like that's all. I mean, they're, they're, they're f- the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid floor is losing in the conference. That's, that's the thing. Like you, you cannot ask for much more than that. Um, and so, you know, as in, until they, the, his team stopped doing that. Um, and again, last year it was, it was, you know, they start slow still in the season and in games that needs to be corrected. And there's some challenges offensively trying to make this work now without the the huge deep threat. And maybe Valdez Scantling will be it. But um, I still think, yeah, the longevity there combined with that consistency is what put Andy Reid up top. I, I don't. I, I'm okay with that. Um, well, I want to point out that Sean McVay is an absurd 55 and 26. So he's 11 and 5, 13 and 3, 9 and 7, 10 and 6, 12 and 5. Yeah. And he's been to the Super Bowl twice and won it once. And um, there was a point. No, I was saying there's a point in time where people were like, "Ooh, did everybody remember when the Jared go? You know, the offense started to stall and they they realized they needed to move on from golf. And it was like, "Ooh, did Sean McVay get figured out?" As it turns out, no. Now he's added Matthew Stafford to his arsenal. And I, I man, I like. I know people won't be picking the Rams to repeat, and that's okay. Um, but I, I, I sort of think Stafford could just have. I mean, he did that in a. like a single off season, like he could take a leap forward. Definitely. And I think for the people that might say, well, he's just been gifted like star studded lineups because the Rams don't care about draft picks. I would say like, look at what he's done with some of those starters specifically. So you think about Stafford, Jared Goff, I think of even Odell Beckham jr. The way they utilized him, like he's not just getting these pieces and then 
like failing to use them properly. He is actually uh, capitalizing on the talent that's on the roster. You know, he's more conservative than most people think. He can be a streaky play caller, but I think, yeah, the record speaks for itself. Uh, The only reason I put in the story that you wouldn't like draft him as your short or long-term leader is because he's risen so fast that he has the flexibility to walk away from the game early. (laughs) Go to TV, right? Yeah. He's 36. He's five years younger than me. That is so depressing. No, look at the mansion you're sitting in. Yeah, yeah. You see McVeigh's mansion? I'm like looking at him like rural, like boom. He's like like up on top of like L.A. with his Listen, supermodel, you gotta, I guess, you wife. Gotta, you got a family. You've got friends. You've got – you go hey, out to hey, the I bar. Love, I'm, you I'm meet, happy. Don't get me Frank Reich's kid, like relatives. <laughs> Um, that's right. That's right. Real. Yeah. Occasionally snap pictures with like, you know, people who really like NC state football and beer and podcast. Do you ever like at like birthday parties? Like do like moms and dads of, of, (laughs) of like, of like kids, friends, like, do they, do they come up? Do they like, I mean, I guess they all know you already, but, uh, you know what? I mean, like a Chuck E. Cheese, somebody's like, Sometimes at NC State games, people will come. I mean, like, I'm not trying to like humble brag, but like my my buddy Dave um, and I were at a game like last year, and like we were getting beers, and somebody's like, "Hey," and I was like, "Hey," he's like, and "Dave was like, what? No," because I went to college with Dave, and he's like, "This kid, no, 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 this is unacceptable. This cannot be real life. This needs to end right now. What the hell?" See, you um, got a little bit of celebrity in you. Yeah, like, you know, we'll see. Just stay humble. We'll see. That's not that's not happening. Um, <laughs> stay humble, stay hungry. Uh, that, yeah, that's not really my thing. I sort of fair humility is really more my thing, Cody. At least you admit uh, it. All right, we uh, we're gonna yeah, that's right. Uh, we're gonna get out of here in exactly right at an hour, which is pretty good because we ranked all thirty-two head coaches. As always, buddy, it was a pleasure talking to you. Uh, great job on the article. Make sure to check it out on cbssports.com. Follow him on is it at Cody Benjamin. Jay has yeah. Benjamin. I knew that. For Cody, I'm Brinson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.